0: Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be a verse-by-verse verse of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Thank you for everyone who listens. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. So please like, share, subscribe to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. You can listen to us all kinds of places. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher. So when you're telling someone about the Grace Point Daily Podcast, just let them know you can listen to it wherever Just Google it, Grace Point Daily Podcast. Well, it is a routine for us here at the Grace Point Daily Podcast to go through the Word of God. We've been challenging you. We're still in the month of January. You still got time to get locked into a routine of reading the Bible and going through the Word of God. And so our resident expert, Dr. Rick Maynard, takes us through the Word each and every week. Welcome, Rick Maynard. Rick Maynard. That's the boys there for you. (laughs) Rick Maynard. There's my fam. That's your intro. There's my fam. The twins.
1: Now, they'd have to do it recorded because they wouldn't do it live. They'd
0: right. Duck, they'd duck their head and run. You're so. very scary in yes. person, Rick. Yes. that's Which is funny. Could you imagine we have people that have listened to us in different states, different countries? You know, it's always one of those things like I want, uh, what they think we really look like, you yeah, know, those know. that have never seen our face before. Yeah. Yeah. You get that when somebody's
1: <laughs> describing something, you get that picture or you imagine because of a... A voice and it's usually not anything like what you
0: imagined it would be so yeah well if you listen to our alternate podcast uh the modern christian dads kelly stevens is not pretty by any he's definitely got a face for yeah, podcasting he's what, what was it <laughs> tugboat, <laughs> tugboat <laughs> yes, yeah. yes yes he's anyway, definitely tugboat that's no. another podcast the modern yeah. christian dads which you can check out but this is the grace point daily yeah. so we're getting into the word why don't you open up your bible to first kings chapter eight we're coming to the end the home stretch
1: Yes. Take us through, Rick. Okay. Uh, we read 861 last week, and I just kind of want to lead into something else. and I'll, So I'll just read this, and we'll go through it pretty quick. But uh, it says, But your hearts must be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by His decrees and obey His commands as at this time. In other words, uh, you're you're doing well right now, so continue where you are. You know, when you get to a good point, uh, don't have those ups and downs, but stay on that high side. It's I think we related it when we were talking last time to – to the economy, you know how you things are going really good. We'd like for things to stay really well, not go through recessions or depressions or whatever you want to call it. So, uh, continuing to live the way you are now, and I this we take some detours and things here, but it's it's relevant to this. I'm a, I talk a lot about the the Jewish things. I'm by no means a uh, expert on Jewish things. I've just found a lot of things interesting and and studied some things, but. But talking about the way you live now and, and continuing the way you live now, the uh, holiday, and they basically just went through it this year. I'm not sure about the dates. I've, I've looked at it, but I don't remember the dates. But And and you'll have to forgive me because I've heard uh, so many people talk uh, about some of these things that I pronounce them kind of like the Jewish guy pronounces them. Okay. So Rosh, Rosh Hashanah is the name. We say Rosh Hash, Rosh Hashanah or something, whatever, but oh, Rosh Hashanah, yeah, we, we kind of say it like that. It's okay. Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh way Rosh the Jewish guys right. will pronounce that. But and then uh, Yom Kippur, we talk about Yom Kippur. It's Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. so those two things go together. So I'm going to talk about that just a little bit because it has to do with uh, the way you've lived your life. So uh, Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. So it's a starting of a new year. You know, we always have we have New Year's resolutions. You know, you've talked about, you know, our emphasis this year. We want to see miracles. We want to see people in the Word this year. I mean, there's a lot of encouragement for, you know, whether you call them resolutions or not, it's a yep. good time to start with something. <laughs> Goals, dreams. Right, well, whatever you want to call it. But so Rosh Hashanah, um, and it, it really goes all the way back. Uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a holiday at the time, but it goes back to, uh, the time of Adam and Eve. They believe that Rosh Hashanah is based on the day Adam and Eve were created. And if you look in the Jewish uh, culture and the Jewish calendar, it's based on that. They believe they can trace back when creation happened. And again, that's we've talked about it here before. That's where they get the day, um, what year it is, is mm-hmm. from the year of creation. So it goes all the way back to, to Adam and Eve and it's called a day of judgment. Uh, and it, it has to do with what you've done this past year. So when Rosh Hashanah comes up, so it's not even really about uh, New Year's resolutions for the coming year. It's your judgment for the past year. Mm. So it's not a time like we have to look forward and say, "Okay, I, you know, I want to go on a diet this year. I want to exercise this year. I want to read my Bible more this year." It's not a time to set goals. Really, uh, it's a time to reflect back and see where I stand. And so it's basically a um, it's a 10-day time of judgment. So you're allowed 10 days basically to get yourself right. If things wow. aren't right, you got 10 days. That's kind of <laughs> uh, it would be in in our eyes. I mean, we're, you know, we're not Jewish by any means, but in our eyes it would be like somebody saying you've got 10 days to live. Wow. So, uh, you know, you better be reflecting on things. Making sure you're right, making sure you've done the right thing. So, and it, it the the uh, zodiac sign in that time is the scales, Libra, and so it has to do with weighing good deeds and bad deeds, and and you can tip the scales, and it's it's a pretty. They carry it even to the point of uh, tipping those scales. That one thing can tip the scales, and if mm. you think about if I put all my good deeds on one side and if I put all my bad deeds on the other side, you know, if you really think about that and you're right at that balancing point. And, yeah. And we don't, <laughs> you know, we don't really believe that because we believe in God's grace and mercy. And, but if you really think about that and think that one thing, what if this one thing is what mm-hmm. God says, that's enough, <laughs> you know, that that's beyond grace or that's beyond mercy or, Or whatever. And I heard somebody describe it just yesterday. I was listening to a um, pastor on YouTube, and he described it as not about Rosh Hashanah, but about the scales. And he said, actually, what happens is all of your deeds, good and bad, go on one side, and then God gets on the other side. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> he tips the scales regardless of what right, you've yeah. done. Praise God. So that's,
0: that's preferable. I like that. Well, I like that better too. <laughs> so,
1: but and it's it's to the point that if you have a superabundance of good deeds, you're placed immediately into God's book of life and blessings. So, if you've just been this person that you know, people look at and it's like, man, they just don't do anything wrong, you know. And I know people that I'm not saying they're sinless, but I know people who I would say, man, I just have never seen them say or do one thing wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a my brother-in-law's mother, and some of some people would know her, Hope Hibden. She would be one of those, just the little lady in the church that you knew if you said pray for me, she would she'd be on her knees mm-hmm. and she was reading her Bible every day and very seldom watched television and at church every time the door. I mean, just <laughs> the perfect little lady you know and uh, honestly i'm not i'm not that i know a lot of people think i'm probably perfect but i'm really not i've never heard that yet actually rick no No. (laughs) (laughs) you just haven't talked to the right people (laughs) but anyway you're placed into the god's book of life and blessings and on the other side if you have an abundance of wicked things you're placed into the book of death and misfortune Mm. so on that day and it's not to say that it's sealed and you can never, uh, you know, get out of it. So it's not like, okay, last year I did a bunch of wrong things, so I'm doomed to hell. It's not that idea. It's supposed to be a time of reflection and change. So it's not about, you know, committing yourself. So you have 10 days uh, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, and one of the things that's done, and if some of the people, if you've listened to old songs, there was an old song, Cast your bread upon the water, which is based on a scripture, uh, and they literally go out and take breadcrumbs and throw them in the water, and it's a representation of throwing your sin. You know, I'm gonna, and and that rushing water, you can never get that back. I mean, if you throw the breadcrumbs into a body of moving water, you know, it's going down the creek, into the river, from the river to the ocean. There's never a way to get that back, which is a, again a great reflection of God's. Grace. The ducks us. eat it. Yeah, the <laughs> ducks. Yeah, the, no wonder they're so sinful. They're eating my bread that represents my sin. So, but you throw it into the body of water. It's a. It's a. Uh, based on the in Micah it says, "And you will cast out all of your sins into the depth of the sea." So that's that's where they they get that scripture or use that as their reference, and it, the the relationship is to um, pollution. So if If you, well, let me just read it. It says, throwing away untreated sewage is polluting. Well, obviously we know that. There's been lawsuits about those kind of things. But it says, before throwing your sins in the water, neutralize them by asking, have I learned my lesson? And so many people, you know, God forgive me, God forgive me. But Hmm. they really don't, you know, try to see. We were just talking about that before we started today about the regrets in life. We don't see. Um, I mean, we say, "Well, I've changed and I've learned something." But if you haven't learned something, then what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. If you don't learn something from your sin when you're forgiven, or when you throw the sins into the water or whatever, what purpose is that? If you're if you're going to allow it to come back yeah. and continually fall into that uh, situation, but. And so, have I learned my lesson? Otherwise, they will come back to you in your food and water. So, it's talking about your sins. If you don't totally throw them where they can be cast out, run into the water, run into the ocean, that kind of thing, then they become like pollution that hasn't been treated. Mm. And we know that, I mean, we have, you're not supposed to pour oil out on the ground because it'll get into the well water. And you're not, you know, you're not supposed to pour chemicals out. those, Those kind of things. And so it's a pollution, and it says the point is not to pollute the water, but to purify yourself. We're not trying to uh, throw it off someplace, put put the blame on somebody else. In other words, this is me. I did this. You know, I'm casting this out. I want my sins to be washed away. Basically, we use that phrase. New Christians don't understand that. You know, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I'm washed in the blood. Right. <laughs> you know, we forget sometimes that. Not everybody understands those terms. So uh, I tried to, and when we were going to Willowcrest, some of them still are, but I'm not going. But anyway, I, I tried to be very conscious of that because, you know, if mm-hmm, you say Jesus right. died for my sins, well, what? how does that, I mean, they don't get that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm covered in the blood. Well, I mean, to a non-Christian, that sounds like, you know, Satanism, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I would think negatively about that.
0: Uh, I'm still trying to find my Ebenezer so I can raise it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where it is. Oh, man. But anyway, the forgiveness is crucial uh, in this, and
1: it says, how do we know, and I I think I've mentioned this here before, how do we know if a person has truly repented? Ask the Talmud. If a man has sinned sexually with a woman and confesses, that isn't good enough. Only if he promises never to repeat his indiscretion, and then has a similar opportunity and refuses. Can we honestly say he is no longer the person he was before? That's when God forgives. Now, somebody said, "Well, what about you know I I lose my uh, temper and I say you know Lord forgive me for losing my temper, but then I lose my temper again. That, does that mean God didn't forgive me? I don't think it's talking about those um, those things that we don't sometimes have control over." if i lose my temper that's exactly i lost my temper i mean i didn't consciously think i'm going to get mad and throw something and mm-hmm. uh, you know but i've i've known people who've done that i i don't i can't recall anybody's name right off the bat but i know some people who have done those kinds of things but um and then uh, so yom kippur is the day of atonement so we I mean, we've heard that if you're whether you're Jewish or not, we've heard about mm-hmm. the Day of Atonement. So that is uh, that day. And I wish if we would have been here a little sooner at the first of the year on this scripture, this would have been a little more relevant. But um, there's a there's a fast that goes along with the Day of Atonement. Uh, that's a twenty five hour fast. So it's, oh, wow. if you say, well, why twenty five hours instead of twenty four hours? They, you know, sometimes people are so, and and maybe it sounds legalistic, but it's like they want to make so sure that they fasted twenty four hours that they do twenty five. So, what if I started ten minutes late, and what if I mm-hmm. quit ten minutes <laughs> early, or is they want they want to make sure that they have literally done what they were supposed to do. And you know, I admire that. I I understand the Jewish culture is is a little more restrictive or legalistic, I guess. But on the other side of that, sometimes I think we have so much grace that we yeah, think nothing yeah. matters that much. To you know, it's like, well, do you really think God cares if I miss ten minutes <laughs> or you know, uh, we because we don't want to be legalistic, yeah. And so we don't have any rules sometimes because it makes us sound too legalistic. But uh, I want to I, I want to read a couple of things about um, the fasting. If I can find it here, but um, yeah, maybe not. Here we go. Um, for 25 hours, Jews neither eat nor drink. Yom Kippur is a festival without food. So, you know, we think about fasting, and I do. It's a it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've always said to people, well, it's it's easy once you get past the first few hours or something like that. You know, if you're going to fast for 24 hours. I think about eating a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: it is honestly, it's really amazing how food controls us. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, that's why fasting is yes. such a um, a good right. thing. <laughs> is it really is a sacrifice when you fast? Um, and and I I thought wouldn't it be great if? And again, it's because of the way we were raised. Honestly, I don't know if I ever had a pastor. Um, I shouldn't say because I'm not trying to it's probably my lack of memory but I don't really remember pastors saying people we really need to fast or mm-hmm. you know I've heard the sermons some things only happen by fasting and prayer but I haven't really um, heard other than you we've started the years off mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying that to be critical of other pastors because yeah. I probably have forgotten uh, you know some of those things but we, we always looked at at fasting, and even now, because of the way I was raised, you kind of look at fasting like, oh, man, I'm dreading this. (laughs) You know, this is going to be awful if I don't get to eat, and I'm going to be so hungry, and I'm going to crave all – I mean, we just look at it like it's a horrible thing. Yeah. And and let let me read a couple of things here, and this is – it says – about fasting. It says, we express our awareness of the seriousness of this day by keeping away from the pleasure of eating and the levity that usually accompanies meals. Because we're literally praying for our lives, we don't even have a moment to spare. Our spiritual needs outweigh our physical cravings on this holy day. I mm. mean, isn't that yeah. something to think? I don't, I can't even, I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if we got to the point where it's like, I can't even think about eating. I'm yeah. so um, mm-hmm. in love with the Lord. I'm so sorry for my sin. I'm so wanting yeah. his presence that wow. if we could convince ourselves that fasting really made a difference, I think that's just it.
0: Yep. And I can't prove it, but I, I, I when I was a pastor in Utah, we would really push fasting and prayer there. Mm-hmm. And we had an old, lady, <laughs> an old lady's Bible study that met once a week, and mm-hmm. they would always have their first of the month, first Thursday of the month, was their uh, potluck they'd uh-huh. get together. And so I remember the first couple of years, I said, hey, you know, we're in a time of fasting and prayer right now, and I'd really appreciate if you guys would join in with us mm-hmm. to do that. And they're like, nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> not doing it. That's our first Thursday potluck. <laughs> I know, but just one, I'm just asking you this one time uh-huh. just to do it. But what whatever it is, I, I can't prove this, and I don't know why this is, but I would say your, like your father's generation mm-hmm. And even probably slightly into your generation, I don't know what they're not big, they're not big fasters. No. I don't know no. why that is. I could, I could never figure it out because I would have, I remember people in the last church I pastored in that age group, they would be now 70, probably to 90 mm-hmm. in that ballpark. And none of them fasted and prayed. Right. And I don't know if it was just generationally, it wasn't something talked about. Was it because of the era money, because like going without food or depression or, you know, I'm not sure what it was, but it it literally, I've had that conversation and I've seen it multiple times kind of in that, that bracket of people, not saying, oh, it's just old people. I'm just saying kind of that generation mm-hmm. of people just didn't talk about it and didn't do it very much. So when you talked to him about it, it was almost like there was that old guy. He's, he's with the Lord now. His name was Ray Mack, Brother Ray Mack. And uh, I would talk to him about fasting and prayer. And he was a stalwart of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the Rick Maynard of Canyon Road Assembly of God. And he just looked at me like I was a borderline idiot. The several times I tried to get him to fast and pray, I'm like, right. it's in the Bible, come yeah. on. It really is, you know?
1: I think, I think that generation did look, I mean, honestly, I never fasted till I was probably, well, till Brother Perkins was here. Yeah. That was the first, first mm. time I had ever fasted. And so, you know, I never looked at it as a, it was just something they did back then, but we don't, we just mm-hmm. don't practice it now. Yeah. There wasn't anybody who said, well, we don't need to fast, or we don't need to do that, but it was just a kind of given that we just – that's just not something we do today. Yeah. And so until Brother Perkins came, I hadn't really practiced that at all. And so um, – but I, I love the, the expression here of the fasting. It's like – it's almost like I can't wait for the opportunity to fast because I know what God's going to – you know, and, and we yeah. would say the yeah. same thing. I can't wait to get to church because I can't wait to see what God's going to do. And, and I said – Several times about coming to church. I mean, I love the church. Uh, it can it can become a habit to go to church too. I, I get that, but I always said I'm afraid I'm going to miss something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm afraid that the Sunday I'm not in church is going to be the breakout <laughs> revival moment. Yes. Is going to be the time when ten people got saved and you know there was an awesome move of God and I missed it because I was just a little too tired or a little yeah. too lazy to. To get around, but let me read a couple more. And you Uh,
0: have missed a few Sundays since I've been here.
1: Yeah, a few, and they were all great. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe (laughs) maybe I need to get out of here because things get better when I'm gone. So Um, we give up food to express our remorse at having sinned. We not only confess our sins verbally, we also show our disgust with our own improper behavior. Through a concrete act of self-denial, we prove that we are higher than animals by our ability to just say no. We can look at a Dunkin' Donut and leave it in the box. <laughs> That's how we prove to ourselves and to God that in the coming year we can be masters of our own destiny and control our behavior. Yeah, it's a wow. it's an example of control. If you can control your behavior yes. to not eat, maybe you can control your behavior to not sin. Mm-hmm. And so there was just some some great. I'll read one more. On on a day during which no food or drink passes our lips, we identify more keenly with the angels and our spiritual nature. We mm. realize that our souls need to be nourished just as much as our bodies. And on one day of the year, it's only fair for us to emphasize the former instead of the latter. And so, I just thought wow, those were some great. interesting, you know, thoughts along the lines of fasting uh, that we just don't we don't think about. Um, those things, yeah,
0: it, it's physical, but it's spiritual. It's kind of the ultimate spiritual pursuit, if you will. That that subject matter of right. fasting fasting and prayer it's it's all and i, I as you're talking about that angels identifying with angels mm-hmm. I, i've thought about that some this year going through the bible how we tend to think really we really process some which is natural physically but we don't process them spiritually you know like we'll mm-hmm. talk about heaven oh when i get to heaven someday i can't wait to eat that heavenly steak oh, yeah. uh the, the the marriage supper of the lamb maybe we won't even eat in heaven i know you know because know. we will again There will be the complete fullness of the spirit. So if fasting is a a symbolic connection to the fulfillment of spirituality in a sense or spiritual connections, because when we uh, this whole thing you're talking about, when we are fasting, it should draw us to this place where like this is what we want. This is what we hunger for more than food. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe food is really kind of an unnecessary item even needed someday. I heard (laughs) somebody.
1: I heard somebody express one time. The guy was talking about. It was a Jewish rabbi that was talking about uh, the wilderness experience and how, you know, they began to beg for food. You know, oh, we should have stayed in Egypt. You know, mm-hmm. and he brought manna, and it says what manna from heaven. And he he related that even to the point of. and I know this. I don't mean to be a, a gross here, but he talked about. Can you imagine with all those people wandering out there? what it had to be like going to the bathroom. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, just the, the uh, reality of things. And he said his take on it was there was no going to the bathroom because it was a heavenly food. Hmm. It wasn't earthly. It was heavenly. Yeah. And it didn't need to, pass i guess right yeah Uh, i mean i know that's (laughs) a little gross thinking but yet practically speaking can you imagine the logistics of wandering around the wilderness with that many people Mm. i know that's like well i never really thought of that i don't want that's kind of gross to be thinking about but yeah uh, but it is true i mean the reality of what went on out there is pretty pretty amazing but um all of this just talks about this rosh hashanah yom kippur of not taking things lightly, and that's that is the one thing I, you know, I don't know, I've studied a lot of Jewish things, I've talked to a lot of people, and I'm not really sure how many of those things that we should still be practicing, how many of those things went away, um, you know the the Ten Commandments, we still talk about all those commandments, but you know we've changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. We don't really rest on the Sabbath because we've said, "Well, Sunday is the Sabbath." Well, it's it's mm-hmm. not. I mean, we we call it. It's just a day we go to church. It's not the Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. But we don't really honor the Sabbath. And It's like, well, we don't have to. Well, but we have to honor every <laughs> yeah. other command, but not that one. You know. So, and I'm not. I'm not being. I don't really have a stand on that because I'm just not sure, and I've never. Yeah. I've I've asked that question many times in my studies and looking for things I've said you know are we obligated and I've heard all kinds of no we're not because we're not Jews we're Gentiles and the Gentiles weren't required to do everything the Jews did and you know so I've just heard all kinds of things and I still don't really know what the uh, what those requirements are but um but one of the things when it says, don't take it lightly, it says, we keep running and running until we forget what the race is all about. And that's, that's where you're supposed to stay away from the rituals of doing everything. The ritual of I come to church, I go to Sunday school, I go to Wednesday night, I go to the ritual sometimes outweighs what it is we're trying to accomplish. Or fasting. I mean, going back mm-hmm. to fasting, it outweighs sometimes the, the act we we spend more time worrying about not eating than we do praying because we're not eating. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and I know I I should set it straight because I I know one time I think you were a little disappointed in me because I was I I had fasted one time been many years ago but for forty days and you kind of it, it was on I mean it was a church night or whatever and you said and so what. Grand thing do you have to tell us that you know, after a forty day fast and I was like, well, nothing you know like that's not totally true i I was disappointed a little because there were some things I was fasting for that didn't happen, mm-hmm. but then again, that's not our guarantee either, right yeah you know, we don't guarantee that we're gonna get to see our prayers answered um, at least the way we think, but during that time that was i was uh I was going to put on a play that I had kind of put together myself. It was a kind of a one-man show. I was doing it was Easter, but I was doing the uh, the last days of Peter, and I put a jail cell up on the stage, made it out of angle or um, rebar, okay. and made a stage and kind of just did what you know recalled. It was Peter recalling things that. So anyway, I, I, just, I backed up 40 days from when I knew Easter was, and I said, I'm gonna, I didn't know if I could do it or not, but was, it's was like I'm going to start on the 40 days. Hey, if I make it 3 or 10 or, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever, I'm going to fast for that. And I was really fasting for not that I would put a good production on, not that I wouldn't forget my lines or, you know, those kinds. Of, I was fasting that people would, would be saved that day. And I sent about 50 invitations to people that I had worked with. Um, Some I wasn't sure if they went to church or not, but um, I was just, you know, in my invitation. I said, you know, if you attend church, that's perfectly fine, but I just, I didn't know, and I just wanted to invite you, and I wrote this thing, and I'm going to be performing it, you know, kind of trying to, and not one of those people came out of (laughs) 50, not one, but oh, man. that morning there was about 11 people that responded to an altar call. Now, you know, I can't take credit for that. I can't say, well, it's because I fasted that 11 mm-hmm. people got saved. If we're doing that, then then our pride begins to, you know, well, I'm, I'm the one that brought those people through my 40-day fast or, yeah. or whatever. And there were some things I learned in that fast about fasting itself that were good and some things that weren't good you know, that maybe I got too proud of myself for doing this or, you know, am I doing this because it puts me into an elite club of, you know, not many people do this. So now I'm one Mm -hmm. of the, you know, people who have, have done this thing. There was lots of emotions, lots of things that came um, out of that. Some good, some not so good, some things you learn about yourself. So uh, it it was good all around. I mean, there was some things that came out of that. I, you know, when you asked me that night, and it was kind of like, well, I mean, no, I didn't see the waters part in the Red Sea or anything like that, but but fasting has to do with faith. Mm-hmm. It just has to do with, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to fast, and I may not get to see anything, and and the people who don't like to fast or don't think it's necessary would say about that, well... That might have happened whether you fasted or not. Right. But yeah. that's but that's where faith comes in. Yeah. I have to believe that that fast had something to do with yes. yep. those people who got saved that day. Mm-hmm. And and maybe those who didn't come. I mean, who knows what that did. Who knows what the invitations that I sent out? That somebody yeah. it sparked something in them that they went to church somewhere else or mm-hmm. or whatever the case <laughs> may be. But but the whole issue with you know, running the race and forgetting what the purpose is, I think is, yes. is is a lot of the Jewish culture and and I know we didn't cover a lot of scripture today, but um, we're we're running to the end of the time here. We didn't cover a lot of the scripture today, but I think that's okay because these things yeah. come back. To, we are talking about scripture. We may not not be going through <laughs> each verse today that mm-hmm. uh, that has to do with First Kings and with Solomon and those kind of things, but uh, but it is all scriptural. So so if you missed out, we'll try to pick up next week and get back on the, the verse and not not so many sidetracks maybe. But
0: And there is a book, Rick Maynard, called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. You should read that. No. I should read that. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, anyway, hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. And just that whole theme today of uh, I think the hard thing to get, get around sometimes is we're always trying to see God – with, with an expectation to get something in return. And we have to kind of battle the, that mentality. And so fasting and prayer is one of those things, right. you know, again, trying to do all these things in our, in our walk with Christ out of a purity of our faith just to pursue Him. Uh, we know the residuals are going to come. We do know that sometimes feelings, sometimes, people getting saved, sometimes miracles. There there are going to be those residual effects, but just to keep doing it, just to do uh-huh. it out of love and passion for him, fasting and prayer, the word of God, to pray, you know all, all these disciplines I have to keep over and over again saying, God, I just want to do them because I want to know you and I want to love you in spite of if you do right. anything in return, right. got to keep that focus in mind. So thanks for listening, guys, to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I want to mention, if you, look, if you go on the Anchor platform, there's a few buttons there that you can smash. One is called the support button. I don't mention that one a lot but you hit the support button and you can become a monthly supporter of the Grace Went daily podcast 99 cents a month 499 or 999 so we do want supporters we want to keep growing and evolving changing not evolving that's not not a Christian word I shouldn't use that sorry uh, keep changing in our podcast uh, and you can also message us there as well go to grace at gmail.com we'd love to connect with you guys thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time